0: Good morning and welcome. This is Pastor Lucy Painter with your daily insights, and we continue with exploring the divine experience. This is day five of the divine experience series, and there is a common theme featured in all the other four episodes. If you haven't checked them out, it's important you just go through them and God will bless you. God called Moses when he was alone in the wilderness. 40 years after he had his life disrupted in Egypt. He came to Jacob twice when he was secluded and distraught. And he called Gideon as we saw yesterday when he was at his lowest hidden from public view in the wine press where he was threshing wheat and feeling like God had abandoned Israel. All these people were at their lowest points in life When God visited them, their trust in their own strength had been stretched so thin that there was only one source of hope left for them, God. Today, we will look at the divine experience of yet another man who found himself at the very edge of hope, right when he thought nothing could possibly go wrong. And we are going to read his story from the Bible in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verse 1 to 18. The Bible says that Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done, also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also. If I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life, and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness, and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave and spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him and he said to him, What are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the swords. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And the Lord passed by, and a great and a strong wind tore into the mountain and broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a still small voice, So it was when Elijah heard it that he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood in the entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left. And they seek to take my life. Then the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, anoint Hazael as king of Syria. Also you shall anoint Jehu, the son of Nimshi, as king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of abel Meholah, you shall anoint as prophet in your, in your place. It shall be that whoever escapes the sword of Hazael, Jehu will kill. Whoever escapes the sword of Jehu, Elisha will kill. Yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. Elijah had just come out from the great confrontation at Mount Carmel. He had practically just destroyed the worship of idols and was probably expecting a great conversion of the whole nation back to the worship of Yahweh. He couldn't expect the queen to brighten his life so soon. He must have felt discouraged He had seemingly failed where he was the strongest. And just imagine the strongest man of God of the time, the greatest prophet of his generation, the man who could stop the rain for three and a half years, the man who had just caught fire from heavens, running away from an angry woman. He was exhausted. He felt like a failure, a worthless man, a little bit depressed. The great work on the mountain seemed to have accomplished nothing. And he said he couldn't take it anymore. And he told the Lord so, it is enough. I just want to die. But just when he had reached the edge of the cliff, when all he wanted was to lay the burden down, the Lord said by his divine providence, nah, it's not over yet. He provided Elijah the much-needed rest and replenishment under the broom tree. From what we have read, God provided for his physical needs, not once, but twice. When Elijah was praying that death may take him, he must have felt that God didn't understand what he had gone through, like he wouldn't get it. But what did God do? He commanded Elijah twice to eat and rest. Because God understood his suffering. He knew Elijah needed time to recover both physically and spiritually. I'm going to just pause there for a minute. And let that sink in. After Elijah had rested... We see God initiating a conversation in a very friendly manner. What are you doing here, Elijah? He gives him time to vent his frustration and unburden his heart. And Elijah does that. He acknowledges his fear and his feelings of loneliness and isolation. And when he was done, the Lord revealed himself to him. The Bible says the Lord told Elijah, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. It was time for Elijah to have a personal encounter with the Lord. And I'm sure he must have expected the Lord to be in the strong wind, or in the earthquake, or in the fire that followed. But the Bible says that the Lord was in the small, still voice. And when he heard that gentle whisper, Elijah knew beyond any doubt that he was standing in the presence of the Lord and he hid his face. And it was only after Elijah had this divine experience, this personal encounter with God, that the Lord gave him work to do. Just like it was with Jacob who had to be conquered by the Lord first, Elijah received instructions to go, you know, you wanted to die, but listen, you still got work to do go anoint Hazael as king after he had been completely subdued, after he had come broken, frustrated, frightened, distressed. But he was going to go back a new man, a man with an assignment, an encouraged man, a fearless and a purposed man. God gave him assurance that not only was he with him, but there were also others whose hearts had not Been corrupted. Who would serve with him? I always try to imagine how he felt when he heard there were seven thousand others. He thought he was alone, but God gave him a revelation. You're not alone. I have preserved for myself others. It was through this divine experience that Elijah, who had hit rock bottom, was restored. His failure and defeat were not the end of his ministry. And it's my prayer today that we may thirst for such a personal encounter with the Lord. That even as we go through the inevitable phases of failure and discouragement, we may not forget that the Lord well knows what it will take to change the situation. Elijah thought the fire at Mount Carmel would be enough. And when he didn't get the results he expected, he was shattered. But after this experience, his strength was restored. His faith and ministry were restored. I pray today that the Lord will grant you such a divine experience. When you feel that you have reached the end, may you experience such a restoration. May you experience such a recommissioning in Jesus mighty name this is pastor lucy painter with your daily insights and this is divine experience day five thank you for your continued support and encouragement to the making of the daily insights